Welcome to the April 23rd edition of One Nation Radio here on Lords of Pain. I'm your host, Rich Ladder, of course, here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much, man. Uh, just uh, dealing with these technical difficulties. On your end, it's your fault. You did this. You screwed up. I'll take that L. Um, I don't know why my Mac tends not to want to remember the settings that I previously used. And uh, we just had to go through all this rigmarole to get it going. And But we're here now. So, uh, as only we can do, we are going to take you through Raw and SmackDown this week. So, they threw a lot of shit at us uh, this week, James. Did they really? I only think of, I mean, as far as, there are a few things. But I didn't. I thought this was a good week of wrestling. I thought this was one of the better weeks of wrestling we've had, like well, since we've done this show, from 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 Raw and also SmackDown's perspective. So I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm on that boat with you, like because I thought I thought you know the last I thought the first hundred minutes of Raw was great, um, and then it, and then like we got the Alexa. I'm not sorry, not the Alexa, the uh, Alicia Fox Becky match. We got the uh, you know the Bray Wyatt thing, which is like what I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be. Um, and then we got, you know, we had uh, Baron Corbin drag down AJ Styles to a average match. So, <laughs> like that so, was so, that so was I in admit. a row. But like the first hundred, hundred, and you know, we had to create, you know, the ricochet thing. But we'll, I think we'll get to it. Yeah. But I thought that was, I thought that was a good episode of Raw. And then I thought that SmackDown was may have been the my favorite episode of SmackDown since probably SmackDown One Thousand. Wow. Um... Yeah, I, I meant they threw a lot of shit at us in in the sense oh, they of did. like we're we're all these storylines are getting rolled out for the pay per view all this week. Like so, there's a lot to get to, but um, you know they've got four weeks to get to Money in the Bank, but uh, they I believe they were in Nebraska if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they were Lincoln, Nebraska. They were in the I believe the basketball stadium at University of Nebraska. Gotcha. Where else would they be in Nebraska? Um. <laughs> Um, okay. I'm not going to go there with you. So you can have that. <laughs> um, so Triple H was out first, um, and he announced, uh, the two triple threat matches that we already knew about from Michael Cole. Uh, and the winners would essentially fight because WWE is allergic to tournaments, uh, unless it's the crown jewel tournament. Apparently, uh, Seth Rollins came out, cut Triple H off. Uh, he called it surreal to be near his home state, and he said he won the belt, and you know yada yada yada. Uh, Triple H said you walked in a King Slayer and you came out a certified Beast Slayer, uh, and he stomped his bucking head in, and I was like, I thought he said fucking originally, and I was like, then he said it again, and I was like, oh okay. Uh, Seth repeated him, said the landscape has changed uh, because now you're the Universal Champion. Triple H said he hasn't heard from Heyman or Lesnar. He's still in Vegas licking his wounds. Seth then asked uh, what's next, like Michael Cole didn't tell us already, so apparently Seth Rollins wasn't informed um, of what happened. Triple H said the best of the best of the best have landed on Raw, which is a fucking lie. Um, then after that, Samoa Joe came out, said he does what he wants, and he arrived on Raw, and you know he got big cheers, said he wants two belts. Uh, Becky Lynch had a good concept, and he wants the red one. Ray Mysterio came out next. He said he didn't just come to kick knowledge like Nas. He um, <laughs> said at Money in the Bank he would see Seth Rollins. Drew McIntyre came out. 
He said, let him make himself clear because that's how he starts all his promos. I don't give a damn what y'all think y'all deserve. I don't care about fresh matches. I spent a year cleaning this place up, having no title shots, and it's his time. And if Seth is the measuring stick, the only reason you're the champ uh, is that you got to brought before I did. I'm going to win triple threat and finally be the champion. When I heard my time, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to he's going to win the title like it, like at this next pay-per-view because that's Triple H line. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, Miz came out. Uh, he said he wasn't the same man y'all remember. Uh, big cheers. He said he can be, uh, you know, he's a certain man now and a man worthy of the universal title. And he can't think of a more must-see match than Seth Rollins versus The Miz, which was a great, legitimately great match last year. Um, Corbin was dressed. Uh, he came out he dressed like he was about to give you your free meal because there was a hair in it. Um, and he was the said he was the most deserving man to challenge Seth, and he retired Kurt Angle. He asked Drew, had he ever beaten the gold medalist in this farewell match? He went in a circle and then got cut off by AJ Styles. New shirt for AJ. Big steals, or excuse me, big cheers for Styles in Seth's town, uh, which was really funny. Uh, he told Court. He asked Corbin, "Why don't he shut up?" He said, uh, "Your face is almost annoying as your voice." Speaking of annoying, everyone has forgotten that AJ Styles is now on Raw, haven't we, Seth? And he said, "I'm going to win and face him, and you're going to find out why SmackDown was the house that AJ Styles built, and I'm going to give the WWE Universe what they wanted at Money in the Bank. It'll be AJ versus Seth for the title." Seth said, "It doesn't matter who he faces because he's Seth freaking Rollins, and he's going to burn it down." He's got to get okay. a catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have now decided to uh, kind of let the people in on some of the stuff we talk about on the Social Suplex uh, wrestling thread when during the show because I don't I normally I normally just uh, send my my just my open thoughts or whatever like I'm, I'm going to give you like a live blog or whatever. Okay. So um, at after about a point we got to. I want to say whoever the third person was that came out. I think McIntyre. I was like, oh, my God. All six of these people are going to walk out and interrupt each other. And sure enough, that's what happened. By the time mm-hmm. we got done and, and we and they played the music because Seth said they're, they're going to burn it down. I looked. It was 818. I was like, and I sent the message, eight, 18 minutes. Christ. Like, they can't help themselves. They, they just got to stretch it out, you know, um, and and fill up this time. Because that's what Raw is. Raw is time fill. So um, after that, we ended up uh, with the match, essentially. And, you know, it's, it's a money in a bank build. And those things normally stink. Like after they lock in, who's going to be in the match? Because it's normally a bunch of tag matches. But uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll have something exciting to look forward to. Uh, so our first match was AJ Styles. Ray Mysterio and Samoa Joe. We got to see the AJ Styles big man offense early on on Ray Mysterio. I didn't know that existed. Um, nice hurt to Ronda near fall from Ray on Styles. It got broke up by Joe. These guys real quick, are it, real quick though. It was like Shawn Michaels wrestling uh, one two three kid. And he does that gorilla press slam. We were like, okay, Shawn. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that man want to be big so bad. <laughs> Uh, these guys are wrestling really hard in this match. Uh, they cut the commercial yes. a couple times, uh, but uh, there was a point where Joe murdered Styles with a clothesline. Um, Styles ended up getting the victory on Joe. Really liked yeah. this match. Yeah, he dumped him. It wasn't one of you know the tilt world deals where you flip and you land on your flip backwards. You end up landing on your face. Like he landed high on his neck and shoulders. 
Yeah. Like there was also another spot in that match where it was like a they're Ray and, and AJ were both on the top turnbuckle. Um, and then Joe basically gives him like a, a freaking uh like a I don't know, a double power. No, it's like a I can't even describe what it was. It looked dangerous. Like, but it was one of those spots where like all three basically c- crash and burn on the on the floor and lay out. Like it was it was great. Then they had uh, another spot where uh, like AJ vaulted Ray over his head to her Karana Samoa Joe. Yes. Uh, he gave a yes. he gave a Styles clash to Ray onto Samoa Joe. These guys wrestled their ass off. Like you, you usually don't see a lot of like. I mean, let's not get it wrong. Most people in WWE try to have good matches and they put in effort, yep. but these guys came out there and was like, "Yo, I don't know," you know, like. They seem to enjoy the fact they all were in there with each other because they said yes. at at no at no point in their careers had Rey Mysterio and AJ Styles crossed paths, and you know who knows when they were going to do it again. So they were <laughs> trying to uh, take advantage. So uh, after that, we got Naomi versus Billy Kay, when <sighs> we had to sit through an Iconics singles match not only once but twice this week. Nah, um, the worst part of his whole entire segment was uh, their promo before then. Yeah, all their jokes and promo, and literally next in my um, notes, all their jokes and promos die a death in front of this crowd that just stares at them. Yeah, so two quick things. Uh, Ray Mysterio will be celebrating his 30th anniversary in the wrestling business on April 30th. Just to remind you, like, how incredible the fact this man is still doing this stuff. Then, after the end of that terrible promo, and the crowd is literally dead silent. All of a sudden, Graves, Graves says over the mic, or uh, on commentary, who wrote this? Yes. I, I howled. He buried the shit out of them. Yes. Um, yeah, man. So, once again, Naomi's being made fun of for having no friends, as always. They start the match. It only goes a minute 12. Billy immediately goes into holds. Naomi wins. Wait, wait, hold on. Are you talking about uh, the SmackDown thing with uh, with Fire and Desire? Is that what you're talking about? No friends. Yes, and also like oh, okay, and, and also um, uh, when she had to find Oscar as her partner, or when she had like Naomi always has to find a partner to fight somebody. Yeah, Carmella and Money in, in uh, the Elimination Chamber. Yeah, you're right. She always has to find a new friend. Yep. Yeah. Um. Naomi wins a short match with a sunset flip where they have time to do nothing, and it feels exactly like the Divas era. Um, every time we get the belt on some sorry champions in the women's division, these matches start happening. Yeah. I, I don't like it. I reject it. <laughs> and it's bullshit. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess it's a thing where they can't have too much of a good thing, I guess. Yeah, because they feel like if they give us a good match, it'll really spoil it. I don't know. Yeah, you tell me. They, then they can't roll the sorry people out there as much. So um, after that, we got another triple threat match with Baron Corbin, uh, the Miz, you would, and you Drew would, McIntyre. You would think that, hold on, you would think that you just you know hire good more good women as opposed to hiring these people. You got to make to turn into projects, have to learn on the job to get better. Because they have and to. most of them never do. Yeah, and that, and that's not even and that's not just for the women. That's for the dudes. Like, look at the main event. I, I refuse to believe that Billy Kay has been wrestling for twelve years. I refuse to believe it. Hey man, it is somebody's what it is. lying. Hey, what do you find out how long Lacey Evans has been wrestling? Yeah, um, hasn't she been wrestling about five years or so now? 
uh, it's something like that where she was doing, uh, she had some dates and she was trained to wrestle before she ever got to WWE. So we talk about these people in developmental and their ring, you know, and they'll eventually get it or whatever. It's like, go ahead and find out how long Baron Corbin's actually been wrestling for. Yeah. Be fucking floored. Like, yeah. no, he's a fi- he is closer to a finished product than he'll ever be a person that actually has uh, a ceiling that is that is yet to be reached. No. <laughs> um. So we got the Miz, McIntyre, and Corbin. Uh, but when I saw this match announced, I was dreading it, but it actually turned out to be kind of decent. Um. Yeah. Miz's spray tan looked half finished. Um. <laughs> I kind of got up in the middle of this because uh, I had some food show up, so I had to go get my Five Guys burger. But uh, I came back just in time for uh, you know the towards like the finishing sequence of the match. Uh, I, well, 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 basically McIntyre is, is kicking all sorts of ass. Uh, then Corbin sucker punches him, and then he's trying to like land quick shortfalls on Miz. McIntyre recovers. He gets pissed. Uh, and then by that, before they could ever like come to blows, uh, Miz kind of uh gets in between them, and then McIntyre starts working over Miz. Miz fires up with a comeback, and then he ends up slapping on a I believe he slaps on <laughs> figure four on Corbin. I saw that. Part. Uh, okay, yeah, so yeah, um, the uh, figure four on Corbin, and then pretty much after that, uh, oh, there's also a point where they actually did finally, after that point, they actually finally did meet up together. And uh, Corbin and McIntyre, they start doing the, you know, the fried Takayama hockey punches or whatever else. And then all of a sudden you get Flyer Miz springboards right here. <laughs> he springboards off the top rope to both of them on the floor. High flying Miz out here. Uh, so Corbin jumped in. He gave Miz a nice looking deep six or a uh, near fall. McIntyre tried to give D- uh, DDT on Miz, but Miz countered into a DDT of his own for two. Uh, yep. Corbin went for the end of days, but Miz slipped out and hit another DDT. Uh, Miz threw Corbin out the ring, and this is where he could hide like a hoe, essentially. And then mm-hmm. uh, McIntyre gave Miz a Claymore kick. McIntyre got in, stole the pin, one, two, three. AJ Styles versus Baron Corbin, the main event. One more thing. At some point in the match, while during Miz's comeback, Miz actually got Corbin out the ring and was able to slap a figure four leg lock onto uh, McIntyre. And he was McIntyre- going to submit. So and Mac yeah, and the crowd bought it as a finish. And McIntyre got out of it's a triple threat match, so there's no DQ. We all know this. We've seen a million dip, triple threat yes, fighter fight four exactly ways, five ways. Going, yes. He grabs the ref to t- he grabs the ref um to and throws the ref out the way to like get the so the ref can't pay attention because he's afraid of getting DQ'd and he thumbs miss on the eye. Right. Now, me and you know that uh that there are no DQs in a in a uh, in a match, right? Exactly. So you tell me why the, the the described as by by WWE by FDSers Michael Cole buries the buries McIntyre in this fucking geek ref by saying, <laughs> "Oh yeah, th- by the way, there's no DQ in a match, motherfucker." We you know that they 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 fucked it up. Don't bring attention to yeah. them fucking up. Omit that, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I, I, I was furious. So anyway, um, Michael Cole again. So go ahead. Strikes again. Then probably the best moment of the night. Sami Zayn came out for a promo. Um, <laughs> this man is, was once said they have no. Oh person. wait, 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 wait. Okay, so McIntyre lo- lost his match, right? Or he didn't get pinned, but he didn't win a match. Yeah, and he was furious. 
So why the fuck did he pin Seth Rollins, who is not who was the Royal Rumble winner three weeks before WrestleMania and is now the champion? Wouldn't that be the thing that, that sets up the next fucking challenger? Only in a um, high functioning, uh, well booked company. Um, I guess the only thing is they they may want to save that for down the road, but I can't give them that benefit of the doubt because the 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 effectiveness of this victory will be gone by then because they will throw a million more things at us to try to make us forget these things. And it just, so the timeline won't sync up. So what you're saying is they did something irresponsible leading up with the Royal Rumble winner going into his title shot at WrestleMania against, against the universal champion. They did something irresponsible. And then at the, on the back end of it, they completely made it irrelevant, which one, which meant he went into the match less over than he should have been. Or less, or less uh, credible in the eyes of, of the fans than he should have been going into the show. Then he wins the title, and then he doesn't. Then he has a. Then he doesn't even face the fucking guy. Right. Okay. Awesome. Just keep in mind that makes no sense, everybody. If anybody ever tries to run that up Jesus the tree. <laughs> um. After that, Sami Zayn came out uh, and said, "For the last few weeks, he's been doing what no one else has the courage to do, which is tell us the truth about ourselves. Yes, us, the fans. No one wants to hear how incessantly negative they are. So you rep- uh, you reply with denial and ref- and uh, deflections. You create false narratives about me uh, that during the ten months that I was out, that I became a bitter person. Let me squash that. I'm not bitter. I'm jub- jubilant." I'm the happiest I've ever been, and the 10 months away was the happiest time of my life. And he showed pictures of him traveling the world, all types of hilarious pictures. Yes. He was sitting in a, in a hammock with yes. no shoes on, smiling. No, he was in the hammock, and he was bundled up in the hammock like he was like he was the hot dog in the bun. And he had the biggest smile on his face. It looked adorable. <laughs> So I, look, and I rarely, I look, I rarely call grown ass men adorable. It looked adorable. <laughs> he said when he knew he was coming back, he faced depression and anxiety. Uh, he said, "What is it about WWE that makes him sick?" He was like, "The corporate structure that I don't agree with." And I thought he was gonna really go there for a second, but he he got off it real quick. Um, David Starr would have went there. Yeah, <laughs> he sure would have. Uh, he said, the egomaniac and title wrestlers in the locker room that I, I share with? No. He dug and dug and dug until he got to the root, and the problem is the fans. Uh, this may or may not have been written by the chairshot.com, but um, <laughs> he said, it's the toxic culture that we created and imposed on the wrestlers and everyone but ourselves. It's easier to blame uh, me than hold yourselves accountable. And he said he'd rather be anywhere else than depressed Des Moines, Iowa. So were they in Nebraska or Des Moines? I didn't like. They were in Des Moines for Raw. They were in Nebraska for SmackDown. Gotcha. So I must have like screwed that up then. Um, Yes. (laughs) So he said, if you have a problem, take a page from my book. Take a trip. Doesn't that sound nice? And then he said, jumps up and down and says, you guys. Everyone here can go to hell. Yes. <laughs> Five star promo. Bro. He was getting booed. He was reveling in it. Yes. This is heat. This yes. is like w- w- to get real responses. This is not Baron Corbin. This is yeah. not 
Lacey, Lacey Evans. Evans. Yeah. This is not Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal. This is not any of the sorry people that you don't want to see on your screen that perform either to silence or apathy. It's not the Iconics. No. Correct. This is like you saw it last week. The man went to his hometown and got booed out of the building where he was over like a god before that. Yes. And you saw this. I would like a clue to where this is leading because if he's just cutting these promos, they ultimately don't mean anything. But I don't know who's going to come out here and like defend the fans because I don't think that's in WWE's prerogative because the whole thing is Sami Sami Zayn talking about the fans. So, like, does a wrestler be like, no, the fans can say what they want. I don't see that happening, and that kind of sounds lame. So it's like... Yeah, you sound like John Cena. You can boo or you can cheer. Okay, boo! <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know, dork. he ends up uh, the passing by Cedric Alexander in, in a crash TV moment. But I don't think that's necessarily where it's headed because Cedric no. Alexander later did a job. Um, excellent promo. Look. Uh, you say you don't know where it leads. I know where it leads. I know where Dan will better lead. It better lead to that man on top of a ladder. Come, um, was that June? What is that next? How many weeks away is that? Uh, four weeks. Yeah, four weeks from now, going on top of a ladder and pulling down a, a damn briefcase that has money in the bank written on it. He had, he has now done three problems in a row. All three of them have been flayed. He, I don't know what he does. I don't care what he does. I want him to come back out here and shit on us every single week. This is incredible. <laughs> Oh man! Up next, we had uh, Cesaro and Cedric Alexander. Nice combo uh, of guys, and these guys had a nice little TV match here. Um, Cesaro opened by kicking the shit out of them until Cedric made a quick comeback. <laughs> they did a uh, catching backbreaker spot, and I thought, "Damn, I miss single Cesaro," and I'm happy if the bar is broken up. I- I'm tired of them. Kick rocks like, <laughs> um. Cesaro then grounded Cedric for a little bit and did some holds, but Cedric had the uh, flip to start his com- comeback, showed good fire. Uh, he did a flipping rope recovering kick, Tobe Cone Hilo, thought it was all good flying around, and then he caught the you going to jail now uppercut for the finish. Uh, and Cesaro yeah. wins. So, yeah, he uh, got hit with that shuriken for the finish. Correct. Uh, the Usos came over. Um, and started cutting the promo in the back. So SmackDown Live became Uso Live. They do their styles and JD Kiss promos and <laughs> talk about uh, drunk driving uh, in a joking fashion, among other things. The Revival walks up. Revival called them good hands, which is very rich coming from these guys. And <laughs> they, yes. they said, this is top guy territory, and y'all ain't really locking nothing down over here. Essentially yeah. set up a challenge. Well, the thing you also got to remember is, as they come into the frame, the camera, the camera almost slightly zooms and pans over to the revival, and you can see them clearly still talking to the Usos. So you, so then so this is set the scene as when they come back, when they pan back, what you see. So go ahead. Yep, and after that, you know, that was pretty much it. We then oh, you up- oh no, no, hold on. They say you're a couple good hands, and they talk their noise. This is, top, this is and, top guy territory. Yeah, there's top guy territory. So they pan over to them. After they say that, they pan back to the Usos, and they're both pretending to be asleep. And one of them is leaning over that. and sleeping on the other's shoulder. It was the one. It was one of the 
the most assholeest moves of all time, and and it just showed like we're going to beat you and bury you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like we're going to beat you over in this feud, and then like good Bro. luck, and you can take your ass AEW or AEW after this. It's going, it's amazing. Yeah, they're going to um, do jobs up and down the roster. Like, <laughs> like yes. it's going to be a seesaw of losses for these dudes. Um, after that, uh, the Viking Raiders now, they've changed their name for the Viking Experience to the Viking Raiders because uh, of the fan outrage. We were actually at an NXT house show over the weekend where these guys were introduced, cheered for when their music hit. They came out. Everyone did the war chants. Uh, the new ring announcer, I didn't catch his name in NXT, announced to them as the Viking Experience. I saw it on Reddit. Uh, someone actually did catch video of this. Whole crowd booed the name. Vince McMahon literally getting these people more under, <laughs> making less money with them. Um, but that inspired him to change the name, kind of. So we have the Viking Raiders, whatever the fuck those are supposed to be. They couldn't just go back to being the War Raiders, apparently. And they've now used the finishing move now is called the Viking Experience. So Vince yes. McMahon just had to shove that bullshit in there somewhere. Yeah, and another thing is, um, I believe they're trying to be. They may be. They they're possibly getting positioned as heels, but like, yeah, they're heels. Yeah, it, it, I'm, okay. I'm actually fine with them being heels because like they're good wrestlers and they don't really have yeah. to, you know, they don't have to be baby faces like here because all yeah. they have to do is like just have matches. Yeah, I'm I'm just kind of concerned on like how we're we gonna do like the Hanson the running from opposite corner opposite corner forever to get a pop like that's a baby facing that's not a hill thing and then like they're leading war, war chants <laughs> yeah the they're leading they're leading war them. chants so that's two right third thing is you got Hanson you got Hanson out here like uh, cartwheeling out the way of danger all the time like a da- you know show off the athleticism like I, look I understand like. I, I, look, I my childhood is is mostly like you know just the, how much like I was terrorized by Vader like beating the piss out of, of, of out of uh, Sting. However, like just because we had one gigantic athlete uh, of a monster does not mean that we need another one necessarily. So I don't know, you know, I think that I don't know how they're gonna they're talented to make it work. But I thought the reason why you brought them up was to kind of showcase like them being a potentially a babyface team at least for the beginning and then you turn them hill like they're just a heel they're just a heel team they just jump them dudes and whoop their ass i would just hope they don't turn to aop i think that would be the only thing to worry about or the ascension so oh well, they're better than aop and Ascension. so I don't, I don't, i'm not really concerned they're not as big as them so that might be a concern because you know it's it's, it's vince mcmahon's wrestle shack so right, right. <laughs> so yeah um so the match never happened uh viking raiders beat the ass uh left them laying uh, Cole then yelled out, you know, out of the blue, that's called the Viking experience and, you know, how Michael Cole gets down. Um, after oh, that. you just wait on Michael Cole. Yeah. Um, they were ready to do an interview with Riders and Hawkins, and they assured themselves they'll be fine uh, despite all the competition. And then it started. So Becky came out, said something in the air, was in the air in Iowa. I wondered if the weed was lit, um, but it was not. She said she was getting ready for a match against Alicia Fox. And I was like, wow, we haven't seen Alicia Fox since Arn Anderson has been fired. So she cut a promo on Lacey Evans 
Uh, she says she didn't mind being sucker punch, and she's been known to throw a sneaky punch here or there herself. But uh, Lynch has made a career slapping bleach blondes who curry favors from management. While Evans was in the back trying to further her career, she was ready to fight. And then Lacey came out. Not a fan of that. Just not. <sighs> like... It's not as bad as when I I forgot that like the week before Lacey said that she was doing favors in the back herself. So it's not like Becky just brought this up out of the blue. Like it's something that uh, Lacey also alluded to. But I'm I'm just it, this is a weakness in the writing. It's a, yeah. It's like it's just like oh okay I'm wrestling an overweight uh, wrestler so I'm going to like make fat jokes. It's like okay like this. That's lame. Like, you're you have all those writers. You can come up with something else besides slut shaming. You really can. I promise you. And I, and and you be, be you be for the better for it. Like, you this promo. No one gave a shit. We'll get to SmackDown. One no slut shaming. That promo between Becky Bailey and Charlotte was awesome. We'll get there. So Lazy comes out. Absolute silence. Um, and Lacey wondered why Lynch always wanted to fight. I don't know. It's it's a wrestling promotion. But um, so maybe she lets her emotions get the best of her, or because she's Irish, or like a typical man, she wanted to be the center of attention. Uh, Lacey says she would teach uh, Becky a lesson at Money in the Bank, and she's going to win both of the belts. So they don't know whether one belt's on the line, two belts are on the line, and neither do the wrestlers. Uh, I think that was a botch on Lacey's part. I think it, she was supposed to say smack a raw, and then they screwed it up. Yep. And Becky says she's going to slap the head off her shoulders and dismantle her because she can. After that, we got a god-awful match between Becky Lynch and Alicia Fox. That went- How many things did they fuck up in this match? Several. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, I, I don't, all of them seem to be, like, Alicia Fox's fault, too, which is, like, I don't really want to get on her because – like, if you've heard about like what she's going through right now, she probably you know she's. I, I'm 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 just I'm not even going to get into it, but whatever. Like, I'm glad that she's you know going to be back on the scene, but like she wasn't not she appeared to not be ready for to be back um in doing this right now at that level, and it was a clusterfuck of a match. Yeah, it went entirely too long. It went eight minutes, and Becky didn't look strong as a champion. Alicia nope. Fox looked completely out of place. Um, here while while she's calling the match, she's telling her to get out the ring. Yeah, um, pretty much. You know, if if you guys want to see the moves that were botched, I'm not going to go through them all here, but um, it it brought the Boo Birds out for for the Becky Lynch's trash folks. So they they yeah. they had a had a had a just a joy ride with this. Um, is is they forgot that she had the best main roster match of the year last year? But yeah. I mean, I guess that I guess that's just <laughs> you know uh, just a carry job by Charlotte. As if like we didn't see her with Carmella stink that bitch up like all throughout the all throughout like the get the spring in like the summer. Yeah. So um, Becky ended up getting the disarmor uh, before Becky could really get up. She got punched in the hair by Lacey Evans, who posed <laughs> and um, you know showed the guns and the physique essentially. And uh, she, Becky got up and she took another one uh, for good measure. After that, Charlie yeah. Caruso uh, interviewed Baron Corbin, who said all the nerds that are mad at him for facing Kurt Angle are the same ones who thought he didn't deserve a shot at Rollins. This is why when I 
hear these people say these things, these apologists say WWE has such a vast, expansive audience that they're not, they don't care about the internet. This is it completely for the internet. This is exactly what this is. Stop running from yeah. it. Embrace it. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely. Uh, it is absolutely. In this instance, for example, this is absolutely um, them worried about like what the what the smart the smart wrestling fans are worried about and concerns themselves with, as opposed to you want to push this fucking guy. No one wants to see him, so you're trying to. T- you're you're basically using that to try to get him heat when it's like. Sounds good. Let's see what these third hours when he's main when he's main eventing these raws look like. Exactly. So it, it ain't us that you need to impress, Baron Corbin. So um, like you need, you don't need to be less concerned about some some asshole with a. Uh, I was gonna say a blog to be funny. A blog. Like some yeah, like you you need to be less concerned with like the forty five assholes that run podcasts out of the tri state area that uh, they all got some they all got some traction and need to be worried about like motherfuckers in. The Des Moines I was in the Lincoln, Nebraska of the world because they don't give a shit about Baron Corbin either. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's kind of strange how that dichotomy works. Uh, he said yeah. that uh, Rollins is going to pay for making his life a living hell. Uh, Charlie asked if he was looking past AJ. Then uh, Corbin chuckled and said he was looking right through him. Up next, we got the newly dubbed Robert Rude who essentially just birthed a life full of memes. This man showed up looking like Tom Selleck, looking like Madden MTA, looking like Joey Ryan, looking like Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, looking like anybody else with a mustache you've ever seen in your life. Looking like Cody Rhodes in 2013. Yeah. Um, he was looking like the Ric Flair of his regional promotion. Um, oh he looked like a well-traveled veteran. Did you say Rick Rude already? I did not. Yeah, he, he's out there looking like Rick Rude. He looked like a well-traveled veteran uh, that smokes marble reds between matches. Yes. Um, he was. He, he just looked crazy, essentially. Like, and that's essentially his new gimmick now is yeah, that he has I, a mustache. Yeah, like I said, he looked like he fought. It looked like he fought um, a, a Garvin brother in a hotel over a rat before. <laughs> Oh man! And then he got to wrestle Rick O'Shea. <laughs> oh my God! Damn it! Damn it, Johnny Gargano! Oh my God! It was a good run. It it, it it really was a good run, and I had much higher hopes. <laughs> I can't believe they had Ricochet God. lose to to Robert Rude. This is what they're doing. I. J- 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 pay- just now- beat the best wrestler on your show. I'm I'm clean. Now I have panic at the disco stuck in my head. Got to have high high hopes. Thank you, Rich. Thanks for that. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't even know what that is, bro. Panic, uh, it's a it's a rock group. That's the best way I can explain it. I'm not gonna get into it any further than that. Like, if you ever heard Fall Out Boy, if you ever heard Fall Out Boy, then you've heard. Panic at a Disco. They're they're essentially one and the same. They sound alike. Whatever. Let's move on. So, man, uh, Ricochet on the main roster had not been pinned or submitted yet. Um, and the logic was uh, after the ratings crashed because of Corbin and Lashley and, and McIntyre being the main event heel faction, it 
got all that heat. No one wanted to see that shit in December, especially going into Christmas. And the man's brought their country asses. Is <laughs> 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 this such a great insult? Like when you said late series, I love it so much. So even I don't give a I damn. Forgot if this week. I don't give a I don't give a damn if they're from North Carolina. If they're from uh, well, Vince's country, Vince South Carolina. Yes, anyway, Vince yeah, country. Vince country brought it. Vince, his it is uh, it brought him and his country ass kids to, onto the show, <laughs> right? And they said we're done with the bullshit, and they end up saying that we're going to bring in these new uh, NXT tiers. So they end up bringing, they end up literally bringing in the C team. Hey man, right? Um, they, can, can, can we refer to Rishi as his country ass too? You know, he's from Kentucky. He's from Kentucky. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So, anyway, he uh, they brought in the the NXT C teamers, and Vance after one week didn't want to do shit with any of them aside from Lacey and uh, and Lars, and there he didn't, and he wasn't able to do anything with them until after WrestleMania. So, uh, they got desperate again, and then I think in February they bring out Johnny Argano, Tommaso Ciampa, Alistair Black, and Ricochet. Uh, Champa had the one week his neck got fucked up, so that means they also took Gargano off off of there. So then they turned Ricochet and Black into a tag team. They now officially have called Black and Shea for weeks now. They have yet to be pinned, yet to be submitted, and they were being kept strong because those were the four best guys in NXT. And if you fuck up with if you fuck up with the C squad and you fuck up with the A squad, then you can't then you shouldn't be allowed to be booking the territory anymore. You should so, be removed. Yes. Um so because of the because of the mix around thing with Andrade and Charlotte and Alistair Black and uh Zelina Vega, Andrade, Zelina and Alistair are now all on SmackDown. That means that if so some, for some reason they decided to split up Ricochet and Alistair Black because they've been way too much fucking talent on the on the two hour show. Even though that would have made my life easier, and that would have made your life a living hell, and I would have loved to have trolled you over it, whatever. I, but I don't get to win them all. So Ricochet is yeah. on Raw. Gender. And in the very first, <laughs> and in the very first match with this dude that had not that had not been pinned or submitted yet on your main roster. Immediately, they just they decide Ricochet is what 29, 30 years old. Yeah, he's he he may have just turned thirty or. Yeah, he's 30 now. He's born in 88. Yeah, he's okay. 30 now. Okay. Ricochet is 30. Uh, he is... We were talking about this earlier. He he may be the second best NXT big match performer ever. Maybe. He's one of the best wrestlers and, most, and also most spectacular wrestlers this country has ever produced. Uh, he also so, should have been in WWE years ago. Yeah. So, he does a clean-as-a-sheet job to 41-year-old Bobby Roode, who has been on the main roster since the fall of 2017, and they did absolutely jack shit with him for all this time, which has now made it to a point to where they made him a, a, a desperation tag team with Roode and Gable. They were a good tag team, but no one gave a shit about them, and they split them up, and, they, and because he got a fucking mustache, they decided... Hey, forty-one-year-old guy that we, that has no real very future, little, very little room to, to grow, and we've made sure that because we did nothing with you for two fucking years, and we pushed you as a babyface for those two years when you were a an incredible heel on NXT. What we're gonna do is we're gonna now I'm gonna give you the heel shot, 
because you have a fucking mustache. But the but the guy that can be with the company for the next decade, maybe even 15 years, no. Lay on the mat, get pinned, because we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And this was a great show until you got the run, once we got the Becky segment, the Becky uh, and Lacey segment, and then we got this, and then we're going to get, and then we'll get to it, but yeah, it, it was just like, I, I don't I don't know what they're doing. Like, this is... When I saw Ricochet lose this match... What happened? So it, was check, like a, it was like a needle came off the record. So check this out. I didn't know Ricochet even lost originally. So I was watching it, right? I saw Ricochet essentially get to the top rope. I was like, oh, that's the finish. All right. And my shit like freezes up, right? And then I come back and then like, you know, it's on to the kind of the next thing. But then it flashes back and I'm like, hold on. And then it shows you doing the finish essentially. I was like, rude one? Are you serious? Like, and it was just like. Ricochet is probably my favorite WWE wrestler, right? And this is just like, wow. I I can't believe what they're doing here. Like, I'm I'm befuddled. I I hope he's in the Money in the Bank match. But who knows at this point? You know, we're we're trying to build up Bobby Bobby Roode. It's like, well, how long is Seth Rollins going to have this title? Because they must be trying to build a heel factory with Cesaro, with Bobby Roode, with Corbin, with McIntyre, with potentially AJ if he turns. But, like, and all we're doing is we're going to start sacrificing motherfuckers rather than keeping them strong. Like, you know, situations were beyond their control, but, like, I don't like Joe's going to be having that U.S. title. Strowman wasn't on the show, but this makes no sense. There's no rhyme reason for it. Think of it like this, Rich. Last time, okay, the Corbin Lashley uh, McIntyre triumvirate are still on Raw. All four, all three of them, right? Yes. Somebody's going to have to build those guys up. Samoa Joe is on Raw, correct? Yep. We need a we need a strong fifth heel. What the fuck is this? Yep. I I have no idea. None. Ricochet should be immediately. If you got Seth Rollins on top with that belt, give Ricochet the other one, or or put him in you know contention for the other one. Start building dudes up, and not only did they beat Ricochet like that, they beat Cedric Alexander like that too. And it was just like, <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, wait. So because Cesaro's on there, there's a possibility. That he's number six. Root is the sixth heel. What? Yeah. He's exactly. He's a sixth male singles heel, and we're giving him W's off of the off the dude that hadn't lost on TV for two months. What the fuck was this? Yeah, this is this is just bad, bad, bad. Um, and it's like, well, I I could okay. I, I can't explain this. It, it, still be stupid if he lost because Rude cheated to win. He beat him clean as a sheet. Yeah. I'll never understand these like, people. Unless Bobby Rude shows up next week with a motherfucking Halliburton suitcase. <laughs> I don't want to And also wearing a suit. Yes. I don't want to hear Jack shit about his about what can happen next or the machinations after that. Who, uh, oh my god. Like what is he going to do? Fight AJ Styles? And an old TNA ass match. They've got seven TNA guys on the Monday Night Raw roster. 
whatever. It's right. crazy. Right. Yeah, I, I this really got on my nerves, and I, I'm probably not it's, sounding as mad as I am at this because you know what happens like five minutes after this match. You know what happened five minutes after this match. They did something even worse. Are you talking about Bray Wyatt? Yes. <laughs> so I watched the thing again, and I'm just like, huh. Well, I guess this is the end. <laughs> Dude, I watched this. Is I how like, this is how it finishes for this man. He needs to holler at Ambrose. Are you going to describe? Okay, go through it, and then we'll get to our oh get to our thoughts. God. Because, dude, this thing was just like, I, you have to see this for yourself. There's there's no way I can describe this. This is oh, like you so, want me. To, you want me sure, to do it? Sure thing. Go ahead. Okay, so. After weeks and weeks of the uh, buzzard and a the buzzard puppet in a box uh, vignette, and then the uh, torn up uh, dollhouse that leads to a rocking chair with a ventriloquist dummy of a of a girl on top of the rocking chair, we are then get taught. We are then given. I think it's the buzzard. Was it the I'm sorry, the Firefly Funhouse, where it is almost like a almost like a kids show similar to that of uh, you know Mr. Rogers, Barney, Blues Clues, um, and the like, uh, Pee Wee her Pee Wee's Playhouse, that all that stuff. Out come out from, through the door, and these bright colorful things is a uh, Bray White or bright colorful uh, uh, house setting. Bray White comes into the house. He's in a he's in a um. He's in a sweater, looking like Mister Rogers, buff Mister Rogers. He's he's um, he's had a body transformation. He looks like to be in the best shape I've ever seen him in. Uh, he's cleaned his, he's cleaned up beard. It's, it's down lower. It's probably got like a like a foreguard on it. Uh, whatever. He shaved he shaved the sides of the dreads or whatever. He, he looks a million times better. Um, so he cuts. So he basically says, "Hi kids, welcome to the fire uh, the, the Firefly Playhouse." He says that he's uh, that I know you remember me from uh, my name's Bray Wyatt. I know you guys remember me from the past. I was once a very bad man, uh, but I've been punished for it, and I'm uh, I have something to remind me to never do that again. And then they shows that he has a a cardboard cutout of what he used to look like when he had the dreads, and he's like when he's trying to you know like never mind. So he takes he gets he grabs a chainsaw and he cuts through the chain he cuts through the cup or cutout. And then um, also he's wearing a pair of gloves to hold the chainsaw. One says hurt, the other says uh, heal. Um, like heal, like healing, not heal like bad guy. So then he's he's all smiley and bubbly, and uh, you know the, the the idea is from what I take away from it is is like it's supposed to be something creepy to do because yes, it is like this big gigantic, you know, uh, creepy looking man, like addressing kids and then like his catchphrase on the back end of it is let me in so it was like you okay so um my takeaway for as i'm watching like my jaw was agape and i just like i this is the absolute zero of professional wrestling this is not bret hart's wrestling this is not Hiroshi Tanahashi's wrestling. This is not. <laughs> <laughs> like, this I ain't nobody's wrestling. I do not know what the fuck this was, but I'm sure people are are, are people said 
the the ones that always support anything that this man pulled from out his draws said, you always say you want something new and then you get something new and you don't like it. Okay, do we have to put a caveat on the front end of it that uh, every single time that we say we want something new, we also good. mean good as well, motherfucker. So this thing, from the perspective of if, if it's Bray Wyatt want to do something creepy, mission accomplished. Do I want to see him wrestle again um, as this? Or do I, no? Who does he uh, wrestle doing this? I don't know. Like, is he a heel? Like, Mike, Mike. If you ask me, what is he supposed to do? Fill in the blank to anything. The answer is, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you do from here. Because the last time he actually got some shine on TV was when they did the uh, when they did the that main event segment for the uh, final deletion deal with him on, on the Hardy's compound and on the front end before he even ran the tape. Uh, Vince or Kevin Cole, Dunn or whoever yeah. else told me uh, Michael Cole to say. We apologize beforehand or whatever smart smart answer smart to say that they knew this was shit. So you have that. He's back doing this. They put this thing on the uh on that, you know, that death segment spot, which is the spot right before the main event yep. of uh of uh on Raw. Then they did the same exact thing tonight on SmackDown. They think this is trash. In fact, they think this is trash so much that on the our UK brothers and sisters on the on the on the Sky Sports feed, they didn't even get it. They got sent the commercial, and then they saw all the, all the noise on Twitter. And they found this, and people were like, "Oh my god!" And, and and I've seen people citing the YouTube numbers of this, like as some type of reason for it to be a success. I'm like, people are looking this up to see the, the okay. car wreck. I think, but we my, may be outnumbered on this one, James. My, my and, and, right. and look, I'm fine with that, like look, because. My, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I'm fine with being outnumbered on this because, James, we have called every <laughs> single step of Bray Wyatt's career from the moment it began. We always end up right about Bray Wyatt. What yeah. would be any different okay, now? So, <laughs> look, I'm not saying that he's not talented. I, Correct. I, I truly believe he's a talented. I truly believe he's a talented talker. Uh, I believe that he's somebody that I've said for years. Like he's somebody that on, on Raw should all, probably always be on Raw because on a three-hour show when you have all that time to kill, you can throw him out there and he can he can go out there and say and read the damn dictionary and be compelling to a sex to the section of the fan base. I've always said that about him. Do I want to see him wrestle on pay-per-views? Uh, given that all the nonsense he doesn't, he's had as uh, finishes in his matches or matches he's fucked over to try to uh, to pull people away as they're, they're as literally an escape valve, actually doing a clean finish and stuff. No, I don't want to know near anything I care about dearly um, when it comes to uh, programs in WWE. However, that dude's talented, and, I, and, and neither one of us ever denied that. But they fucked up a bunch of different points with him, just like they fuck with everybody else. So, um, I don't know what's next. Um, now, just because uh, a bunch of people went and saw it and, and and got a bunch of views, you know what? A bunch of people saw it, so we'll see. Now, um, but I would not say that uh, you're going to uh, be able to raise your hands as far as saying this was assessed in week one. This is something that they're going to have to uh, try to uh, figure out a plot line to get get him into the WWE like being able to actually interact with people over the next few weeks to make this to make this any sort of success because this in isolation it only means but so much but my and that's really what most thing I'm really concerned about is 
how is this going to in, be able to interact with people before like uh people on the uh, like you know, AJ Styles, uh, Ricochet, Ricochet, uh, Cedric Alexander, whoever else, or also because it's also on SmackDown or Mustafa Ali or Finn Balor before like it ends up getting just like oh yeah, this thing absolutely makes no room for anybody and like it didn't get anybody over it. But by the time we're done, I don't know how this is going to get anyone over, including Bray White. Yeah, so um, th- that's never we'll been the special. The out. The jury's out, but I think this is going to suck. Yeah, you know, I'm sure there are those um, yelling at us. It's it's only the beginning. It's only week one. I think we kind of have trained eyes at this point to be able to spot um, what may go right or wrong more than a good percentage of the time or not. Um, I just I just don't know what you're supposed to. I don't look just because I don't know where it's headed does not mean it won't be headed to someplace terrific. But I I have my doubts. And uh, yeah. they're gonna have to look. And if if they if they if they squeeze out success out of this, I'll be the first one to say it, right? So like like just like when Elias comes out here and has a couple weeks, uh, when he's when he's deserved to be nominated for a wrestler of the week, we give it to him. We like I just see it as this shit ain't gonna work. I could be wrong, but I don't think this shit gonna work. Yeah, it's it's real cute week one, like. Yeah, it's it's and it's only confusing, and I don't know. Like, yeah, I was more it, confused it, it, than yeah, anything. One, I was just like, huh? Yeah, and one thing is, he just said like, I've been gone, man. I've been pu- her- horribly punished for my sins. Now you know the main thing, the reason why Bray Wyatt doesn't work is the fact that like they drop all this stuff on you in exposition and, qu- and quickly yada yada over it, as opposed to actually get, dig into that stuff because they're not good storytellers. For example. You go back 2017 uh, around this time, or, or a little bit before, and it's probably you know uh, when Orton burned down um, Sister Abigail's gravesite or whatever else. And they literally, in one promo, got over that there was there was a castle. They call, and they call, referred to it as Kingston Castle, and that, and that Randy Orton was there because he turned down the shot at uh, at Bray Wyatt, and all of a sudden you get in one promo, you get an exposition dump of Randy Orton saying that. This is Sister Abigail's gravesite. This is where she was buried. And he said a bunch of other disgusting things. So ever since he burnt, and he lit the match and hit his fucking poles. Like, and then all of a sudden, the next week, Bray Wyatt shows up in blackface. Week, two weeks after that, he doesn't whoop. Uh, he has goons. He doesn't whoop Bray, or Randy Orton's ass. He pulls out a crucifix and then, like, speaks in tongues or something like that around him. Like, there's a bunch of stuff with his character that, or his character over time. And this is a new direction. So they have time to. They've retconned them so they can actually do it the right way this time. But there's nothing leading to leave, especially with this fucking company right now. Their storytelling makes me think they're going to fill these gaps Bro, in. So we're going to be left just like, what, where is it? Where's the a, rest of it? They're at a worse, like, kind of like creative output now than they were then. Oh, yikes. I mean, yeah, because think about long term, long, long term storytelling, right? They feuded in like right after the brand split. Uh, Randy Orton joins the, joins the Wyatt family. Orton and Wyatt are the last two uh, Survivor Series. survivors in Survivor Series, uh, and that tag match, or, or the brand versus brand men's match, uh, Randy Orton wins the Rumble, uh, and and Bray Wyatt was finished third. They teased it. They had the dissension thing where they, in the falling out with Bray Wyatt, where I'm sorry, with uh, Luke Harper, where Wyatt chooses Orton. And uh, you had the match with with uh, Orton and 
I'm sorry, Orton and Harper. Yep. And then once, and then once they get rid of Harper out of the equation because he's already been, you know, cast aside by Wyatt. Then he double crosses. Uh, he double crosses him. I think they did what they did was too extreme because you had a baby face burning a fucking grave site. That was a <laughs> that was absolutely a double uh, a, du- uh, a double switch uh, double turn uh, angle. They didn't do it, but like. All that stuff was actually long term storytelling. They played through to a point, and then all of a sudden they got they went to shenanigans once they you know they did the gravesite thing and then the, the maggots, whatever else. But for the most part, that thing held together. Look at what they did in ten weeks with Rhonda and Charlotte and Becky. Fucked it up. Fucked it all up. Yeah. So it, so you yeah. you do have some points there. Like yes, they were better at long term storytelling two years ago than they are now. Believe it or not. Yes. And then we got. The main event. How long did we talk about this Bray Wyatt thing? <laughs> I would say like 10 minutes, maybe less. See? Now, remember, I, I went nuts on the on the Ricochet Bobby Roode thing. And I told you, it was going to somehow be even worse when we get to the next thing. And five minutes got worse. And sure enough, we talked longer on that. Yeah. Um, just just a terrible block of time um, yes. on Monday Night Raw. After a really good show, actually. Uh, and then AJ Styles brought his country ass out for the main event. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving that one <laughs> against Baron Corbin. So, um, yeah, it was a match. Um, AJ really tried. He really yeah, did. It was a match. AJ Styles ended up getting the win over Baron Corbin. Uh, hit the phenomenal forearm for the win. Not going to go into much more <laughs> than that. And we got AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins at Money yeah. in the Bank. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, you literally need multiple people to this carry is Bret Hart's, to a great match. I was going to say, this is Bret Hart's pro wrestling. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah but my thing is saying, like, you literally, you don't, you, you need more than AJ Styles. You need more than Seth Rollins. You need multiple people to carry Bray Wyatt to a good match, to a good ass match. Bray Wyatt or Baron Corbin? Um, I'm sorry, I meant Seth Rollins or uh, or AJ because they've had matches before main events of Raw too. Yeah, both, uh, both of them. It's like not even them two alone couldn't even carry him to a good ass match. Uh, so you need multiple people. You need Dolph Ziggler and AJ Styles on the on the last SmackDown of the year to carry him to a good ass. Like, Baron good-ass Corbin match. will come through in a triple threat match. Like yes. you know, he'll come through because all he has to do is get the fuck out the way and then yeah. get in and do his big moves and then yep. get the fuck out the way. And or then... tag matches, no rest holds in tag matches. Can't be doing that right. like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, Styles and Rollins. What do you make of this matchup? I'm. I mean, it's it's it. I was kind of surprised. I thought this was something that they were going to let to delay um, until you know SummerSlam or potentially a WrestleMania. Um, I'm glad it's here now. Um, you don't need to just you know just punt on <laughs> stuff between the big the big shows. Yeah. So th- so that's great. Um, and it, it honestly makes me think of when you know after in 2016 after WrestleMania 32 where like. The very first program at, that Roman had after winning the title was AJ Styles, and that and that was a fucking godsend of a program. Um, that was an awesome program. So it makes me think like they're going to have kick ass matches in a feud, and it's going to be kick ass, and then they'll move on from there. And by that time, like both of them will be better off by, by the end of it. I, like, that's what I'm hoping for. I only beg of WWE, please don't get in the way of their finishes. Please, oh, we already know. 
Um, <laughs> and they're already starting that dream match shit, so we already know bullshit is around the corner. Oh yeah, because Cole Cole said that like considered by two to be the uh, two of the. I think he said the two, the two best maybe wrestlers the two best, in the world. Ma- they said maybe the two best in the world. And I was like, I was like, look, man, like, stop, stop. Oh, you're a fucking liar. Like stop. first off, neither one of these right now, based on output over the last, let's say year. Neither one of these two guys are the best guy, or even the best guy on Raw. Ricochet is, like, we, we don't have to do this. Like, yeah, like, uh, it, whatever. Um, uh, what was I going to say to you? Yeah. So, I wrote in the notes or in my uh, in the thread during the middle of the towards the end of the uh, Corbin and AJ match that like there are very few things in WWE on the WWE roster worse than Cole when he's overselling the excitement of a match when like you can when he's 10 times more enthused about a match than the crowd is. The crowd's just sitting there and they're they're at like a, a, a four and he's out here screaming and hollering at, at over near falls like it's a like it's a damn like it's the main event of WrestleMania. Yeah, like like it's freaking like 97 like it's freaking 96 Shawn Michaels pay-per-view or something. Like get the fuck out of here, dude. Chill. Like you don't have to oversell it because it makes you look like such a phony. Correct. And no one buys it because they can hear the crowd. Michael Cole, everybody. Michael Cole. Is it yeah, time for him good. to go yet? Is it, is it time for him to go yet? Like it's not. It's it, not Cole's. Like, look. Okay, it's been twenty there years. Pl- there are plenty of things that Cole sucks at, but it doesn't. But he doesn't help him because he's out there with Kevin Dunn and this man in his ear, motherfuckering him every single like segment. So Jim like, Ross it, was gone by this point. He's been around for twenty years. Where remember, are the though, new voices? But you gotta remember though, Jim Ross uh was maybe the greatest ever and they got rid of him because he was out of shape, his face was paralyzed by Bell's palsy, and he was and hit any as you say, he was a he was country as hell. So like he had he had all that stuff working against him in spite of the fact that he was maybe the best play by play person ever. And they still kept firing him and bringing him back, firing him and bringing him back because he could never replace him. Cole, they've had Cole around because I, I don't know. Like I can't tell you why they still have Cole around. Boy, um, it, it ain't like he has boyish good looks no more. So I, it's I, like I, I think because he sold his soul, you know, decades ago, and yeah, he, yeah. he'll do whatever they tell him. So yeah. it's, so it's fine. Like we ain't, we don't have to train them to like we don't have to train the person to like to do the wrong thing. Right. Like he already knows he'll do the wrong thing. He don't care. He just wants to be on. He just wants the job still. Like. I will get rid of him so fast. I put in. I put Tom Phillips in there right now, and like Tom Phillips is a is a total. Hell, robot. I'll put Byron Saxton there for play by play. He can he can figure it out. I don't know if you can do play by play. Look, I'm, I'm just saying people they do play by play. So I, if you put Tom Phillips in uh, over on Raw, where he literally is just a robot that you barely notice, and he's just there and he plays the role, whatever else, he would be so much better than Cole. He is better than Cole right now. I listen to SmackDown every single week. I barely even notice him. Like, and the best thing for commentary is to either be A, you add to the thing, or we don't even recognize you as opposed to just being in the way and saying shit that just annoys the fuck out of people. Like, I think the last thing that Cole, that uh, Tom Phillips said that like, really got, got to anyone was when he had to oversell about Roman Reigns being the, the biggest acquisition in SmackDown history. But, like, you know they told him to say that. He didn't say that. They told him to say that. Yeah. Wow. 
Dame Lillard has 34 at the half. What's the score? Blazers by one. Okay. So, um, anyway, that's going to wrap up Monday Night Raw. We'll be back with the SmackDown portion. Welcome back. It is time for the SmackDown portion. You already know what it is. James, take us through SmackDown. SmackDown Live, April 23rd, 2019. Out comes Shane McMahon. He has Greg Hamilton introduce him as he, and then he throws to a replay of Roman Superman punching Vince. Uh, he says that this is that's BS Roman because you know Vince is a national treasure and stuff of that ilk. Um, and he says that he demands him to come out to the uh ring because he's uh because you are an employee. So Roman comes down to the ring, way to talk to a guy that's your big star. Yeah, uh, Roman comes down to the ring, he grabs the mic, he looks at the mic, he realizes, like, nah, that's not what I do. He throws the mic down, shaming man. Uh, because he's a heel and he's the best of the world and deluded, he thinks he's going to go toe to toe with Roman Reigns. As if I didn't see him concuss that man at Survivor Series 2016. <laughs> anyway, um, he uh, he throws down the mic and then like they're going to square off. The crowd's mild, mildly interested in it. Um, Elias runs his country as down to the ring. Elias runs his country ass down to the ring. Uh, Roman uh, Roman turns around and sees it as Elias climbs up to the apron. Roman punches him. So then Shane, uh, while Roman's back is turned, starts throwing, starts uh, beating him up in the corner. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, Rain said, "I'm not selling for this fucking geek." And then he shoves him off. And then uh. I think he starts getting the better of Shane and then all of a sudden Elias jumps back in and then they take turns on beating the piss out of Roman and then they leave him laying and then uh, they leave him on the ground and they walk off and then Roman gets back to his feet and he's furious. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Roman Reigns feuding with the McMahons and Elias by proxy. Dude, (sighs) I called this. I called this. I I think it said on the Sunday show, right? I was like, dude, like they're doing it, man's versus versus Roman again, and you know what that means. It's going to be Shane, and sure enough, I, I guess I, I thought, you know what, maybe James, you're not, you're not, you know, you're being unfair. You're not giving them for the doubt. No, these fuckers actually decide they're, they're the best idea for them with their top guy in the company, a motherfucker that may have been at three WrestleManias, three or four, four, four WrestleManias in a row to have him a guy that beat cancer. Came back after fighting for his life, has his has a WrestleMania match, and then the next thing after that is for him to feud with a fucking backyarder. Boy, and it looks like this is probably a gonna... heel backyarder. He can't even even jump off shit no more. Yeah, so they've got him probably they got him set to fight Elias at Money in the Bank. I assume he'll fight Shane in Saudi Arabia, or or Roman they... might not go to Saudi Arabia, or. They dragged this all the way out to SummerSlam. One would hope not. Oh my god! So, hey, Roman, you 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 know you got your cousin's number. 
Yeah. Like he need to take that same break that night that night took uh, a year or two ago when she took like a week or two off and you like let y'all know like hey man we ain't playing with you no more. You're not gonna book us like shit. This is ridiculous. You're not gonna pair us off in these shitty programs. They're handing that man a <laughs> so, shit sandwich. Poor yeah, look, poor Roman Reigns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we go to commercial break and come back, and then they they show us Shane and Elias uh, talking about how they beat up Roman Reigns, and uh, they brag about him and him and how proud uh, Vince would be. It's fucking sucker. So fifty <laughs> year old trying to get your damn daddy approval. He all love you. Move on. Anyway, so uh, we go. Elsewhere backstage, we interviewed. Uh, we get an interview from Kayla Bryce. She's interviewing Kofi. Uh, he talked about winning uh, WWE Championship at WrestleMania. Uh, so then Xavier and Kevin show Kevin Owens show up. Uh, Owens was uh, certain that, that Kofi was going to beat Shinsuke Nakamura because New Day rocks. So then we get uh, Finn Balor versus Andrade. So uh, Finn Balor comes out. I think they go to commercial break and come back. Uh, we get it. Uh, we get a promo from Zelina backstage and Gorilla, uh, and she, and then also I forgot what she says. But then Andrade talks and he says, "Said that, that man tried to run, James." Yeah, he said, "You yeah, you tried to run away from us. We're gonna beat you." And then I can't remember what the rest he said, but he's out there looking real tough and menacing because you know he does that. So they, they start the match and they start t- by taking turns just beating up each other in the corner with some chops and punches. So then Balor uh, tries to drag Andrade by the feet to the middle of the ring. So Zelina grabs onto Andrade's hands underneath the bottom rope. Uh, Balor doesn't give a damn. So he still, he still pulls him and is, and thereby drags her into the ring as it gets him to the middle of the rope, middle of the ring. Um, Andrade, uh, gets somehow gets Balor out to the floor and then lands a triangle course through, uh, crowds body over the top rope down to the floor. It was awesome. So we go to commercial break and come back and Andrade goes for a power bomb, but Balor is able to get out of that front right position and, uh, and drops him with an awesome looking DDT. Andrade crotches Balor on the top, or, or Balor goes to the top rope and then, uh, Andre Andrade crotches him. And then Andrade goes for a sunset flip power bomb, but Balor impossibly rolls through for like a, I don't know what kind for you know like a sunset flip cover almost. So Balor then lands uh, Topic and Hilo onto the floor, or out onto the floor, and then Andrade hits a hits the, the charging double knees into the corner for two. Then Zelina jumps her country ass onto the top rope, and. And she goes to jump off the aim for Balor while the ref is in the ring just looking at it, just like, what the fuck? Um, Balor ducks. Andrade, so she's going to hit Andrade because Andrade is right behind Balor. So Andrade catches Zelina out of, out of the sky and puts her, places her down on the, on the floor, on the mat. And then as he puts her down, uh, Balor turns around and, and shotgun drop kicks him into the corner and hits the coupe de grass for the win. Uh, this was Bullet Club versus Lij um, oh, in this wow. match, and um, yeah, I you know Andrade he he tried to run from Andrade and escape Monday Night Raw. You know he had that yellow streak on his back. Uh, he got his rematch this week, and you know Andrade just didn't have a, the right focus, so he took advantage. You know, and, and uh, I'm sure in a fair fight, Andrade will whoop that ass. Um, you mean in a shoot? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I think I take Andrade in the shoot over Finn Balor. Oh, sure, why not? Um, so after this match, we get 
Kyrie say, oh, no, I'm sorry. I have to go through this. I guess I have to. So earlier in the day, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose are, um, I'm sorry. I got to go back even further. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. Elias go was singing back. some country-ass sings- song. Yeah, Elias, we're in the back. Elias sings a song about Roman Reigns and challenged him uh, to a match at Money in the Bank. Uh, Shane then jumped in and been praised the song, and then they both. Uh, and then McMahon asked if he was sure about the challenge. Elias said he uh, he wants to match, and then they both hop off in the limo and drive off together because they're the best of friends now. So then like, we get shown a video. Pa- I didn't Sorry, even, it's like I didn't even know those two knew each other. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> they just hanging out now. Get the well, fuck out of here. Well, man. the thing is that like Elias is now in like the Charlotte spot for men now, so Jesus he is like the Christ. chosen one. That's so like now that because they did that 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 nonsense uh, thing where they brought out Elias after Vince said this is the future of the business. Now like he that is now the quote unquote chosen one. So we're not supposed to be thrown off the set that like Roman Reigns is actually the top guy. Right. It's supposed to be right. that Elias really the, the the person that the company's trying to push and that merely Roman is trying to uh is trying to uh uh upset the status quo. Like yeah. as if they didn't try that with him and Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania thirty four to Correct. you know, disastrous results. <laughs> Jesus. Why they have no they, new ideas, Rich. Why can't they figure out like why can't they just have him out there, right? And then Buddy Murphy come out and says, I want to make a name for myself, and I'm going for the biggest guy out here. And then it is you. And then, like, you go off to the races from there. That's all you got to do because that still makes Roman Reigns look special, important, and it doesn't have this, like, that element that you talked of of them trying to, like, throw you off the fucking scent and all that stuff. It's like, just let them have a good program somewhere on the card. You're right. I would just like for Roman Reigns to face someone that's also talented, and then he has kick-ass matches and and kick-ass segments and like just fighting and brawling and kicking and pull-aparts and stuff and and people jumping each other. Like you look at what the main event was, what the main event segment they shot or angle they shot, and it was fucking great. And you look at what they did with Becky and and Bailey and Charlotte, and it was great. And like. It feels like malpractice to be saying that like, we're going to have a pay-per-view match with Roman Reigns, who's now just back in, like, we've only seen him go 10 minutes uh, at WrestleMania. Right. You have him now, like, yeah, go carry uh, Elias. What the fuck are we doing? He's a top guy. Why does he need to carry anybody? Bring somebody that can carry his ass. How about that? Exactly. Jesus Christ. Whatever. I, like they ain't got a million motherfuckers for him to fight. Like, like have Nakamura fight yeah. him. Like, have fucking Buddy Murphy fight him. Like, or Mustafa Ali. Like something. Or Andrade. Yeah, yeah Andrade. It's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It boggles the mind. Anyway, um, do we know if Elias has had more than two pay per view matches yet? Because I he know had he's had one. Yeah, the one with Seth. What was the, What was the other one? I think the other one was against Jason Jordan that happened on no build. Okay. We'll have to check the profile DB, but if you guys are listening to the show and you want to do that research for the show, send us a tweet at James Boyd 87 or at rich ladder 32. <laughs> We'd love to know singles matches only everybody. He's been up since when 2017 Elias. Yes. After WrestleMania 33, two years. Right. 
He's at the bottom of hours when he was on Raw every single year, every single week, or almost every single week. And they don't put him out there to wrestle. They know he's not good. Why the fuck would you do this, Roman? If he's your guy, if he's your if he's your top guy, quote unquote. If he's your ratings mover, if he's the one that's out here bringing in the uh, the teenage woman. <sighs> no answer, sir. Like they, I don't know. You know better. Than I did. Were they doing this to Jeff Hardy? Were they putting Jeff Hardy out there with something with the with, with some dude that was some stiff that couldn't work for his life in the, in uh, a decade ago? I, I wasn't watching then. Okay, whatever. I whatever. We'll move on. Someone let this us is, know. Yeah. All right. So watch somebody make some Frank Joe. They put him with that stiff old biker taker or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So. Um, all right. So. Earlier, earlier in the day, they, they showed an old video package of Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose uh, confronting Paige, and they mocked her performing uh, the new team of Oscar and Kyrie Sane. They told her that they're not going to reform Absolution when her team blows up in her face. Her new team blows up in her face. So then, the tag team champions, Iconics, they make their way to the ring. Horrible. Oscar uh, and Oscar and uh, Kyrie are already in the ring, so they end up mocking Oscar and Kyrie. And then Peyton said that uh, the only reason uh, Kyrie pinned her last week was because she wasn't ready. Oh, that's uh, the only reason, week, huh? Because she was dehydrated and that she had a whole gallon of water, and she's and now she's she's ready. So Kyrie sells for like I don't know, fifteen seconds for Peyton, and then she then he, she, then. She cuts her off. Kyrie hits a a running basement blockbuster. I forgot what she calls it. Uh, and then Payton's, but Payton's out of position and poorly bumps for it. Kyrie then hits the ropes and then comes back with the interceptor spear. But Payton apparently forgot how to bump backwards for for a waist tackle and then bumps for it poorly. So then Kyrie hit, uh, puts her into the uh, against the bottom turnbuckle. Goes to the opposite corner, hits her with the with the uh, that sliding D, and then hits the insane elbow, elbow for the win. Rich. What have I always told you about Kyrie saying about about her car- being able to carry literally anyone? <laughs> I, this was just a squash, so I don't. I know squash. <laughs> the thing is this: it's like, look, you suck, so I'm coming. I will let you get in some punches in the corner. Then I'm cutting you off. I'm hitting. I'm hitting my five moves of doom and getting you the fuck out of here. You tell me. You tell me a better match than Kyrie that Peyton Royce has ever had on SmackDown Live. I have none that come to mind. Exactly. I, I, I try to put. Kyrie, I, Look, I try to put Iconics matches out of the memory. Exactly. Look, I have far Kyrie's too many here, things to worry my about. Point is this. Kyrie's out here idiot-proofing, and she almost still got, got it screwed up because she didn't know how to bump for simple things. Anyway. Also, two-minute match. Yeah. Boy, you it, it, bro, boy, you, it's, you it's like. Eight with, hold on, look, do you want to go eight minutes with uh with with uh Peyton Royce after what you just saw uh it, <laughs> Alicia Fox it, did to Becky on Raw the night al- before? It's almost like she shouldn't have the titles and be in this position that to have these matches. This could have been Kyrie Sane versus Sasha Banks tonight, James. You know what? Almost, you're you're right. It, it almost doesn't make sense. This fucking company. Anyway, Bruh, so- <laughs> send them to NSC UK. Send the belts with them. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> how about this? Put send send them on the Largo Loop. Let Lacey and Casey beat them, and then let bring them to the main roster. How about that? Sure. How about we swap places? Sure. Why not? Dude, I tell you right now, if they swap Lacey and Casey for for Peyton and Billy, I'm never coming to another Largo Loop house show ever again. 
<laughs> like, nah, y'all got that. Like, I don't care if I don't care if Jeep Rama's out there doing his thing. I'm good. Anyway, um I'm trying to think what happened after this. Oh yeah, so after the match, Sonya Deville and Manny Rose they walked onto the stage and they ended up mocking uh Oscar and Kyrie. So all of a sudden, Jinder Mahal's yes. Music, he brings his... yes, yes, <laughs> oh, oh yes, yes. So fuck you, James. So we were talking, and I was making, I was making a lot of jokes at, at Richard Spence about how he has to review Raw with Corbin and McIntyre and Lashley and Jinder Mahal and uh, Elias or, or all the bad heels that were on that on that Raw side. And then I lose Andrade. Yeah, and then you lost Andrade Black. and Alistair Black. So I'm thinking, like, dude, we really, really winning, and we're still winning, but it's a little, you know, it's a little less. If it's gonna be like if it's like this week, and then you know Joe or Strowman wasn't on the show, like I I could live with this. Like no gender, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So 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 then gender music hits, and uh, he's also with the Singh Brothers, and they come out to the ring is in in a shock radio wraparound segment or shock TV wraparound segment where. Manny and Sonya are on the ramp, still talking, and then also and also Kyrie and, and Oscar in the ring and Paige as well. And then all of a sudden, he bring him and uh and the same brothers they bring their country asses down to the ring <laughs> while they're still in the middle of the thing. They didn't get a chance to clear out. So, um, Tom Phillips noted that during that uh that the superstar shakeup continues with uh their return to SmackDown. So then we go to the back and Alistair Black uh sits in a black room. I'm, I'm assuming it's the same room that, like, that the Vulture puppet and, like, your boy uh, Mo- Mojo was stuck in. But, like, I don't know. It feels to me like Aleister Black's going to get his ass out of there, like, soon. Yeah. So, he says that uh, fans know who he is. Uh, he said he, then he said he couldn't explain the, the complex tragedy of his character hey. while looking mean and menacing and staring dead into the camera. Hey, he can't explain it. Neither can they. <laughs> yeah, because they don't know. <laughs> like, you, you know, you know what his whole, you know what his whole promo was. Write us something mysterious, bro. When he started, steak, pal. Like, bro, when 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 he started the promo where where he said. You know who I am. I thought he was gonna say, but you don't know why I'm here, like Scott. Oh Hall. my god! Oh my god! I, I think I think you say that for when like Beretta and Chucky e. T show up at WWE. I oh think my that's what god! You say that for. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I did like the promo. I just he said a bunch of nothing, but I did like the promo on the fact that he like stared dead in the camera like a human being would. So I thought right. that was cool. Yeah. So. Then we cut back to the ring. We get Chad Gable out wearing all the grease. They like, have to stop this. And, and I don't mean all the grease because that boy was head to toe lathered up. I mean, I knew it was a jump zone immediately. Like, they they give away what's going to happen by shooting it the same way every oh, the, time. The tight, camera, the tight camera angle. Yes. You can't see, oh, yeah. Only yeah. an idiot wouldn't have known this was coming. Like, it was like, all right, if you just take it 
at a wide angle kind of and then i don't know it's like the thing is if you give the wide angle then you see him too early before the immediate like abruptness of him hitting him that's why they don't do that's why they do it that way but by them doing it that way you also tell if you watch enough of yeah. the tv then you tell the telegraphs to you that you know what's about and, to happen and when somebody yeah. watches five hours a week of this you learn pretty quickly <laughs> so it's like what are y'all doing why don't you try to set it up a different way have lars come out the crowd or something on the side and then while gable's coming shoot him from a different angle try something or, different this is something like cornet would say yeah. i would think yeah yeah i mean i i, I mean i would have preferred it it's a nitpick know, but you know yeah, whatever yeah. you know you know how i am i preferred it if all of a sudden uh they just played uh large music he came out he just whooped he just kicked all ass while the music was playing so you know whatever so Lars comes out there he whoops that ass uh he guilt he he uh Gender and the singing brothers are still in the ring. He goes to Lars makes his way to the ring. Uh Gender basically throws the singing brothers in the way so he can get out the back of the ring. Uh so one of them catches the uh freak axe and the other one catches the running uh set out power bomb. Um then all of a sudden our truth brings his country ass, literal country ass out to the ring. He's from North Carolina. Uh he he goes for a jumping attack, Lars snatches him out of midair, hits him with the with the catching finisher, freak accident, and then he picks him up and he gives him a uh, a running set out power bomb, and then they play Lars's music, and I was like, see, should have played this the whole time, it'd be more effective, and also should have had the sync car lights too, or red lights, let him know danger. Yeah, yeah, just more ass whoopings. Yes. Whatever. Yes, kicking all ass. Uh, yep. So then we get. Kayla Braxton interviewing Roman Reigns in the locker room. Uh, she asked about Elias's challenges that, he, that was made earlier. Roman promises uh, promised to break his jaw, and then he accepted the challenge. So then Charlotte makes her way to the ring. She talked about WrestleMania 35's main event. She pointed out that Becky pinned Ronda to win the match. Uh, Charlotte did not uh, get pinned or submitted. She noted that Flit, or she noted that Becky did not beat her uh, for her SmackDown championship, and she demanded uh, that Becky come down to the ring. Becky uh, came down and admitted that she didn't beat Flair because she was too busy beating Ronda. Uh, she said she wanted to prove that she could beat uh, Rousey because she already knew she could beat Flair because she'd been beating Flair like a drum since uh, August. Facts. Uh, yeah, so... Or September, sorry. Uh, so then Flair said it was injustice that, that Becky is a champion. She believes that uh, she's in... Becky's head, and then Becky pointed out that she's beating Flair, and is one in her head, and then she pointed out that she's that she's on a on a weak section, she's on a weak win streak or whatever else, and then um, Flair said that she's next in line and uh, wants to face Becky after Lacey Evans at Money in the Bank. Becky told her to shut up, and she just wants to clear the way uh, for people that she hasn't beaten yet, like Bailey or Mickey James or and Amber Moon. This part was uh, great. So then Bailey makes her way down to the ring, and she thanked uh, Lynch for the shout-out, but noted that Lynch has never uh, said that you say you may have beaten her, but you know who you've never beaten? Me. Uh, so, or she didn't say it like that. She was Batista, but she said, like, you beat me zero times. So then... Uh, Flair told Bailey to get to the back of the line that this is her show, and then she tried to like shove Bailey, and then Bailey literally slapped her hand away, and it was on. So, uh, so then Bailey challenged uh, Flair to a to a match to see who which one of them deserves a shot at uh, Becky ne- uh, Becky next. So then uh, Bailey got into, into Charlotte's face, and then we ended up getting Charlotte versus 
Bailey. They start with a shoving match uh, until they start wrestling. Uh, Bailey landed charging strikes in the corner until Charlotte ducks. Uh, Charlotte th- uh, then uh, charges Bailey in the corner, and then uh, Bailey gets a boot up, but Charlotte catches the boot and then traps it against the bottom rope and then drops her knee across the back of Bailey's trapped leg. We go to commercial break and come back with uh, Charlotte working over that bad leg. And then Bailey ends up escaping and landing a big knee strike. We end up getting uh, some Bailey chance from the crowd. Bailey pounds Charlotte uh, to the ground with, with clubs, clubbing strikes uh, to her back. Uh, Bailey goes for a back suplex, but Charlotte flips over onto her feet and then lands a big boot. Uh, that sets up a, a, a moonsault attempt for Charlotte. Bailey rolls out of the way, but not well enough. And and then Charlotte, uh, because she knows that Bailey's moving, tries to land her feet because we know who she's dating now. And <laughs> and Bailey didn't move enough. So as Charlotte lands, she ends up clipping Bailey and it looked like her knee had broken. I was like, no, please don't tell me. But you know, um, luckily she continued with the match. We'll see how it goes uh, moving forward. So, um. We end up getting, uh, we end up, we end up finally getting that back suplex from Bailey. Uh, Bailey ends up hitting a, a charging sunset flip that ends up sending Charlotte's head uh, into the bottom turnbuckle for a two count. Uh, Bailey goes to the top rope for that elbow drop, but Charlotte gets to her feet and sends uh, Becky or Bailey falling to the mat. Charlotte then goes for the figure eight, but sh- but Becky, I keep saying Becky, Bailey turned it into a inside cradle for a two. See, institutionalized. Sorry. It's an institutionalized with the Charlotte and uh Becky yeah. rivalry. Yeah. Yeah. So so then uh yeah, after that uh credit for two, uh Charlotte scrambles to her feet and hits the spear for the win. Thought this was a pretty good T V match and I, I, thought I, was- I thought the promo segment, this was the best like kind of Becky like Becky's kind of been doing lamed up promos for a couple weeks yep. now celebrating mm-hmm. and this is like all right this is why she's the champion this is why uh this shit like when she speaks and she hits on something it goes over really well yep. um Charlotte thought- came out there with some with some like you know easily undone straw man heel stuff but you know she was straight in her role too I thought all three of them were great in that promo and and it made me think, and it, and it made me think like, never forget, eight months ago they fought their fan base tooth and nail to keep ba- to keep Charlotte as a baby face. Y'all don't know what's but, best. Listen and, to I, us. And, and you and you look at Charlotte like the last like, like this is the best period of her career right now. Why? Because she's the because she's the hill that she's always been meant to be. Well, well, yeah, okay, I, okay, I was gonna say something, but never mind. Um. Yes. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love this match. I, I, the only issue I have with this, I would have preferred it if uh, Charlotte had won because she worked over that leg so much. But I mean, I guess they're oh, trying she... to, I guess they're trying to establish that spear as a, as a, um, as a, a, a pinning finish. And it's like, I guess we're dumping the uh, natural selection. I guess I don't know. This is a fucking rib. They got Charlotte winning with a spear. Charlotte, oh, Charlotte, Roman? Charlotte reigns. This, oh. this is a fucking rib. Like I, <laughs> I, I, they're they're fucking with us. Hmm. All right, so they play that bullshit again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. After this match, they play the Bray Wyatt uh, Firefly Funhouse. It's the same thing as the, what we discussed earlier on the show during the Raw segment, except. 
they actually cut away and show the crowd not react to it whatsoever uh, during it. And like it was dead silence twice. They they cut they uh, cut out to show the crowd like looking at it. Just bad. Um, so then we get. So then we get uh, Kevin Owens. He does. The, he's doing the Big E spot where he does the the New Day entrance. Uh, the announcement that they're coming out. Um, he's about to bust a vein like last week. So um, Nakamura versus or sorry, Kofi Kingston versus Nakamura. The early story of the match is Nakamura is trying to ground Kofi with side headlocks and operating in the corners as a uh, are, are operating in the corners of the ring as. Kofi breaks free for bursts of quick explosive offense. Kofi lands a top crossbody onto a standing Nakamura uh, for a two count. Uh, Nakamura goes out to the floor, and then Kofi goes for a dive uh, through the ropes, but Nakamura puts a boot upside his head, and Kofi is now laid out across the middle rope. Nakamura then climbs on t- uh, on top of the – I'm sorry, gets on the apron and then lands a running, jumping knee drop across the back of Kofi's head. Kofi spills off the ropes down to the floor. We go to commercial break and come back with uh, Nakamura and a, a, probably a front face lock looking thing. Uh, Nakamura then uh, gives some knee lifts to uh, Kofi's gut. Nakamura kicks Kofi's ass on the outside and then gets him back in the ring. Uh, Nakamura monkey flips Kofi, but Kofi lands on his feet and then does a Nakamura come on taunt. Uh, that pisses so then he lands more strikes and it sits Kofi on the middle rope and then he hits the opposite ropes and then gives Kofi that uh, that Taiji Ishimori running sliding German suplex. Um, Nakamura then sets up for the Bumai knee, but Kofi hits the jumping double or double stomp to the chest and then Kofi sets up for and goes for the trouble in par- paradise, but uh, Nakamura ducks. Kofi ends up hitting an SOS and then the suited and booted uh, Rusev. Uh, jumps in the ring and attacks Kofi for the DQ. Now, mind you, during this uh, match, Big E, it, not Big E, Big O and Xavier are at the New Day Orange announce table doing uh, commentary. So, um, when Rusev uh, climbs into the ring uh, for the DQ, Xavier and Owens uh, leave the announce table and they may end up uh, making a save and they end, up, they end up sending the heels out to out of the ring. Uh, Xavier does an Owens assisted dive over the top rope onto Rusev on the floor. Nakamura hits Woods with a Bumai knee. Owens, uh, as is all going on, starts checking on Kofi. So Nakamura gets back into the ring and he charges for an attack. So Kofi shoves Owens out of the way because he's blind to it and he ends up hitting Nakamura with the trouble in paradise. And then Owens turns on Kofi Kingston with a super kick to the face. Can't trust him. Not for shit. So he, Kevin Owens immediately resumes his spot on the ain't shit motherfuckers list. Yes. So he rips off the New Day shirt. Um, underneath it is still his uh, Kevin Owens show shirt. Uh, he beats on Kofi. He ends up throwing Kofi into the barricade. Uh, he then he throws uh, Kofi back into the ring. Uh, Owens rolls out to the out to the scorekeeper's table and he ends up grabbing uh, the WWE Championship and. He goes back to the ring and he shows it in Kofi's face and says, this is what it's all about. Then uh, Kofi, he says he's going to take the belt from him. And then Kofi makes a brief comeback, but Owens uh, cuts him off and beats him back down. Uh, Owens rolls him out to the front uh, of the entrance out on the floor. And then he goes to give him the pop-up power bomb onto the, or a power bomb onto the apron. 
but uh, Woods comes to him, makes a save for him, and then Owens beats down Woods and gives you fucking uh, clobbered give, Woods. Yes, and then he ends up giving uh, Woods the power bond that was meant for Kofi, and uh, Xavier sells it like he will be off TV for for a while. It was an incredible sell job, and then uh, the referees come out, geeks, other geeks assemble, and then uh, Kofi is basically checking on Woods while looking up the, the ramp at uh, this bastard Owens. I thought this was incredible. Yeah. Um, I love this so much. I would have liked to see Kevin Owens run as a face for a little bit longer. Do you think they could have got one more week out of this? They Okay, so the execution of this thing was perfect. Perfect. Um, it was so perfect that they could have done it this week or they could have done it 10 weeks from now or or months from now, right? Like, but I felt like what I, I think the, the thinking is that like Biggie's not going to be gone for forever. He's probably mm-hmm. going to be gone for a number of weeks. So we do this now, where and then like they make and then like the whole thing is like the I they are probably going to go to Kevin Owens, you know, probably at WrestleMania anyway. So like this is their way of doing it. And it also makes me concerned about what's going to happen. What's going on with Daniel Bryan. Cause Daniel Bryan has been on one of these shows. And now like the top heel in the company that are the top heel on the brand again is Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens. Yeah. I, I thought the turn was really well done. I, um, I love this. Like, Owens, and I, I love the fact that it wasn't, it, it wasn't like NXT Kofi. Owens. I loved it. That, I love the fact that it was Kofi got a comeback in, but he beat and, Xavier's ass. And the fact that yes, he got to say, he beat it. And then he ends up, giving what was meant for Kofi to Xavier. So now seemingly maybe potentially is now Kofi all by himself and the crowd's all hundred percent behind him trying to get vengeance for what happened to Xavier and also the betrayal, because like you can say what you want to about it happening so short and fast, all of that stuff, the pancakes and the, uh, and the unicorn thing and him getting, knighted with the, with the unicorn horn and all and the and the the dad hips like i love you know i love the two weeks i had uh, or you know two almost two weeks i had of kevin owens as, as the big o like i loved it it was so fun but you know we we need a program apparently and i'm, I'm concerned about this daniel bryan thing now that like they're not getting a rematch but you know we'll see i i um I love this thing. I love what it means going forward as far as program at the top of the card first for SmackDown because, like, Elias and Roman, like, Roman's the biggest guy in the company, but, like, that ain't it as far as something you want to see out of a brand. Um, like, this has everything. Like, it has Betrayal for the top title. It's for a lovable baby face. Like, and another part is when he started, when he grabbed that title and went back in the ring and said, like, you know, enough of the cheering for you, enough of cheering for your kids, and then all of a sudden he fired back. I was like, I love this. Like, this – this is like Bret Hart's Kobe pro wrestling. Kingston. Yes. Let's, yes. This, this is pro, this is Bret Hart's wrestling. This is Hiroshi Tanahashi's wrestling. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And it's like Kobe, it. Kobe Kingston fucked this man up. Like, yes. <laughs> like, yes. And and also it's another thing is like we get a second chance after they murder after they kind of you know after they did a number on Kevin Owens over the last year or none since the since the Shane McMahon stuff, like. Or honestly, since he showed up on SmackDown in 2017, yeah, um, like we can, he this is the hottest it felt like he's been since then. Like yeah. unless you want to clue like the moment when he um he headbutted 
uh, Vince, head, but Vince, or that, that was maybe that was or, the hottest point. Yeah, or maybe you want if you want to say like when Daniel the night Daniel Bryan came back when they fired him and uh and Zane and they beat his ass. Yeah, like so so aside from those two shiny moments, like those are the only two things we had. Oh, also the time when like he almost fucking died when uh when Strowman threw him off the cage through the damn table. So like you know you take your pick on all those like this was like. I can't to see. I can't wait to see what happens next or whatever else. And like they're gonna, have, it's gonna lead to a great program and a great match. Like I can already imagine, like the the, the awesome match those two are gonna have. It's gonna be great. We've like, got quite because I don't know if you you know how you thought about it, but like Nakamura and Kofi were having a good ass match. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I would, you know, uh, this is gonna be a tough uh, decision this week for wrestler of the week. We've got a lot to deliberate here, uh, yeah, we but do. we will be back with the LeBron James U Bum of the week and the wrestler of the week. A name caller. What I say? Come here, you say it. Call him a bum. It's <laughs> not a name call. It's a uh... right. you bum. Welcome back. You guys already know what it is. It is time for the LeBron James U Bum of the week. Uh, so we've got five different sets of nominees here. Uh, we're going to go through them. Uh, we got our truth on here for the little John rule. You already know what it is. Don't start. No shit. Won't be no shit. And he decided to try to come get some revenge from Lars Sullivan, but no revenge was to be had. Um, Lars kicked his ass and left him land. The Lucha house party turned their backs on two dudes that had a long week dudes that didn't even know what their names were and they beat them like they owned them and after that the revival just completely stunted on uh by the usos and all facets of the game from talking to literally just falling asleep on these folks just a burial like (laughs) yes um peyton royce Promptly squashed by Kyrie Sane. Talked all that shit ahead of time. Didn't look good. Billy Kay. Promptly squashed. Talked all that shit. Didn't look good. Looked even worse, honestly. This one's pretty easy for me. Who you got? I am going with Billy Kay. Huh, interesting, because I am going with Peyton Royce. Well, I guess we're at it. We, we have to just award them both. Yes. The the LeBron James U-Bum of the Week is iconic. Yes. Absolutely uh, incredible. It's it's almost as if, like, this was a bit, but it wasn't. We, 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 talk we, we didn't talk this. about this. Yes, we, we were just like, name bums. You're like, all right, Peyton, Billy, R-Truth. Uh, Lucha House Party Revival, and then like your, yeah, my pick was Billy and James was yep. Peyton. So Billy and Peyton, you will share this ineptitude. You will share uh, this this bum of the week trophy. Yeah, so, iconic bums. Iconic yeah. bums. Exactly. Uh, On to a little bit more difficult decision. Uh, I still don't know where I'm quite going with this one, but yeah, five nominees here. Uh, we've got Charlotte. We've got Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Man, so Sami Zayn um, cut another great promo. 
Kevin Owens did a heel turn, set up a program for the WWE Championship. AJ Styles won two matches on Monday Night Raw, one of them being really good. Uh, become the number one contender for the Universal title. Maybe he gets a chance to main event a pay-per-view. We'll see. Um, Charlotte won a match against Bailey. was in a good promo segment. Yes. And Finn Balor somehow got a victory over Andrade. Um, yeah, so those are our five. Okay, so for me, it is last week. We were in a we was a for you it was easy for me it was hard it was between trying to choose between Sami Zayn last week or Kevin Owens last week as as a new member of the New Day. This week it's the same thing as far as as far as who to pick. This time I'm going with I'm going with Kevin Owens. He gets my vote. Um, this bastard, has, this bastard has done it again. He's found a new way to screw over. He's he he. He's getting more efficient at getting emotional double crosses over now. Like, at what point? At what point will he surpass Triple H as the all-time leader in in betrayals when, on, when, on WWE television? When he starts making factions and turning on the members <laughs> and picking them off one by one. Okay. Like he has to get people to ride, multiple people to ride with him. Like, like three or four motherfuckers and be like, "Oh yeah, we all think that this dude is okay. He's on the up and up." <laughs> All of us. Okay. See, so Owens right now is just he's 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 preying on one motherfucker at a time. But you know the new day thing. He, this man, he, he's 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 spreading his wings a little bit here, but it's not quite three or four members that he's going through. Just imagine like this man jumped through all them hoops just to get a top. It's a, get a top shot. You know what's gonna happen next week? It's like Kofi gonna be like, if you want a top shot, you could just ask. He's like, no, I don't do things that way because I'm evil. Like, yeah. <laughs> Because I'm because I'm not a good person. I don't know how to handle emotions when I don't get what I want. So forget all that stuff about me, you know, being a regular guy. He's pieces with pineapples or on it, or you know, my kid steals twenty dollars from me at the, at the at the movie theater. I am now going to uh, I am now going to beat you to death uh, for for this title. And I, I, I it, it's just. I hope that he doesn't win so badly, and you know, you know, it's going to be such a thing because people are going to want Kofi to still be champion so badly, and you don't, you really don't know because you look at what was the program set up, uh, you know, at, uh, going into WrestleMania, you feel like that was supposed to be trip, that's supposed to be Kevin Owens' like slot he was going to go into WrestleMania, and then like now, like this is where we're headed to, and it's going to like be like, no, we kind of know the inevitable is happening. We have to like try to cheer as much as we can to try to prevent it. It's going to be so great, and I'm actually going to be so good. Like I can't wait. Like Kevin Owens, you've done it again. Yes, Kevin Owens, you're, you are genius. you are the wrestler of the week. Um, I would have, you know, I I thought Sami Zayn's promo was really good, but like ultimately, until great. until like it lead somewhere like they're just good promos but kevin owens like set up the program and you know he's just had the more impactful top of the card uh thing here and it's amazing set kevin owens and Sami Zayn are out here like they're at the top of pro wrestling right now it's amazing it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful um anyway kevin owens you are the wrestle of the week so uh, anyway, that is going to wrap the show up. Uh, James, you got anything you want to add while I uh, get our list together here? Oh, you just want me to fill time and say any old thing? Yeah. All right. So, 
Uh, I have not watched any stardom since the draft, but I have heard uh, some things, and I cannot wait to see uh, Mo- Momo Watanabe in the Cinderella tournament versus Konami because they kind of built towards that over the last uh, has that started yet? Show. Uh, it's coming soon. It's a it's the very next thing uh, events that are coming up. It's a Cinderella tournament, um, but. Like they had a after the thing after the the draft they did a six woman tag with the Tokyo Cyber Squad so that's Hannah Kimura squad new squad with John Kiona and Konami versus Queen's Quest so I believe it was Bia Priestley Momo and Azumi and at the end like Konami who was a former Queen's Quest member now on this new squad as you know as opposed to it being a friendly departure it is now turned into a uh, animus. So uh, I believe they fight each. I believe they wrestle each other in the first round of the Cinderella tournament. I can't wait because that's going to be a good as match because Konami uh, was trained uh, as a youngin by Asuka before Asuka left uh, for Japan, and Momo is one of the elite Joshi's in the world. So can't wait to see that go down. Yeah, man. Um, Definitely got to check out the Cinderella tournament, but make sure on LP Radio, you guys are locked in uh, to the Doc Says. Got Kingdom of Honor. Of course, One Nation Radio. Sports Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan. The Perfect 10 Wrestling Show with our boy The Implications. Right Side of the Pond. All About Elite. They recently dropped a Kenny Omega episode, which I need to check out. And I believe that is it. Global Revolution. I may have mentioned them or not. Nope. Then the Global Revolution. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, if you want to hear more of me and James, make sure uh, you guys subscribe over to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We do our show on Sundays. Pretty much more of a general world outlook on w- or on the world of wrestling. And uh, visit our pro wrestling tees, pro wrestling tees.com slash social suplex where you can get a one nation radio shirt. Uh, unless you're in Australia, which, you know, <laughs> you, you may or may not, you know, uh, be able to wear it in public depending on your political affiliation. But, um, yeah, so you guys know how we kick it over here. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else before we all, we up out of here, James. No, I think I would like just like to sign off with uh, what, by telling Chad who uh, voted Seth Rollins over Johnny Gargano in the Best of World Tournament that I will see him in hell. Peace. <laughs>